Hello world, welcome to another episode of My Cam Podcast. I'm your host Nick B, joined by my lovely, talented co-host Miss S Love. And today we have a great show lined up for you. Today we will be going over children and gender identities, a very controversial topic, I believe. Um, I'm excited to uh, go into it. I think we're going to hit a lot of key points here. Um, just give our takes and opinions and uh, see where it goes from there, basically. Um, so I think without further ado, we'll dive right into it. I'm ready. All right. So this is our Sunday's episode. I believe it's going up Sunday. So uh, thank you for tuning in. And we need to talk about this gender identities. So, a couple key points I got here um, I want to go over. I guess my first question on that is, uh, how young is too young to identify yourself um, as a different gender? Um, with today's day and age, I'm noticing a lot of, a lot of uh, kids are coming up with the decisions that, hey, I'm not comfortable with the gender I was born with. This isn't me. Um, I know that you think I'm a boy there, but surprise, surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm feel, I feel the inner, inner, uh, femaleness out of me. Right. Um, so I'm curious, uh, can a, can a child fully understand what gender means? So let's say, uh, a kid, let's just pick an age, let's say six years old. Um, are they developed enough to understand what gender means? Like, hey, I'm a I'm a boy, or hey, I'm a girl. Do they fully? Do you think they fully understand what gender they are? Um, let me start off by saying I'm first not a professional. I'm not a psychologist. Not a doctor. Who mm-hmm. This is all opinion based and stuff I found on Google. Um, Google says that by the age of three. Mm-hmm. A child can categorize their own gender. At the age of so three? So by the age of three, they know that they're either male or female. And I think that's just... They can separate the two so they know, I'm a female, I act like this, I have these parts, this is a male, or a boy, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He has these parts, he acts like this. They say that by age three. By age three. Yes. That's crazy. That's new to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I personally still believe that's too young to know. Um, and but they're, they're talking at three, right? They're, yeah. They're talking, walking, doing yeah. that thing. They don't know how to pour a bowl of cereal. <laughs> but no. they, they, yeah. And you okay. ask them what they want to be when they grow up, they may say a ballerina. They may mm-hmm. say a donut. Okay. So, you know, I think it's still too young personally to be able to say I identify as this I identify as that mm-hmm. they can say that but kids change their mind every hour so true true one one day they may identify as a boy the mm-hmm. next day they may identify as a female the third day they may identify as neither so at that point I know parents want to be supportive mm-hmm. and that's good that's what you're supposed to be but it's is it taking the support too far when your child at the age of six comes up to you and says, your male assigned at birth child comes up to you and says, hey, mom, dad, I don't feel like a boy. I think I'm a girl. So, so do you think that it's taking support too far to then 
start treating him as a female, start dressing him in um, dresses and skirts and things like that, start letting him play in makeup, do you think that that's taking it too far? Because then you are kind of pushing that on the child. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, a thin line to walk. Um, it's, It's so young, so impressionable at that age that... Uh, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I feel like you you have to just play along with it. Um, you might just have to really just play along with it and see how it pans out. Because um, six is young. Six mm-hmm. is three is even younger. I don't yeah. know what Google is talking about. <laughs> I might <laughs> might have to question Google yeah. on that one. <laughs> um, but it's it's so young. It's so impressionable. So it's like, do you? do you feed into those uh type of thoughts i guess i guess the new day and age would probably say yeah you just definitely if the boy wants to wear a dress let him wear a dress dress. i think that happens so that the i think it's 50 50 like you wanting to be supportive but also you not wanting to face backlash Mm -hmm. because it could be so easy for that child to get on the internet and say oh, my, my parents hate me because I said I wanted to be a girl and they don't support it. Then you are public enemy number one. So now I've, I've felt like it's the parent's job to also protect the child. Mm-hmm. So it can be look, looked at as, okay, you're becoming public enemy number one because you're trying to uh, stop your child from being who they believe they are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you could be feeding into something that can later down the line damage the kid. Right. So, like you said, the child can uh, change their mind at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be hard to change your mind when, hey, everybody's bringing up those pictures you took at 12 years old when you was in that dress. And right. <laughs> and now you're 20-something you're trying mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, pursue a family and this is coming back to haunt you. Yeah. Or even so where the parents will start putting their chi- their child on the hormone bills. Mm-hmm. So you start that stuff off early. It c- I so haven't they, researched into it enough. It could be irreversible. They do the hormone pills that young? Yes, they do. Oh, yes. Um, That's crazy. Yes, yeah, so if, you're, if your six, seven-year-old comes up to you and says, hey, mom, I want to be, I feel like I'm a female. Mm-hmm. So you start putting them on hormone pills that will start changing their body to produce more estrogen and then by the so let's say by the time they're like 15 16 they no longer feel like they want to be a female they want to be a male you've already put so pumped so much estrogen into that child for the last like 10 years it could be irreversible at this point yeah so that that is uh crazy to me that you uh will feel comfortable with um, doing that that's a drastic change to um, put on to a child so I, I don't know I don't know how I feel about that I guess to each their own um, I don't want to come off as that parent that you can't do because I have kids mm-hmm. and I don't know how I would feel um, about pumping my kid full of hormones uh Regardless of how they may feel, right? Um, I feel like that's a drastic change. It's almost like a tattoo. Like, yeah, I'm I'm okay with you getting a tattoo when I feel you're old enough to make that decision. Right. 
you know, um, because I don't want you to, I don't want you to live with that regret mm-hmm. if you decide to change your mind. And they could also blame you for that. Yeah. Well, you're the one who let me do this, and I was too young to know what I was fully thinking. Mm-hmm. That could just as well come back on you as a parent. So that leads me into my next question: Is like, as a parent, how do you protect your child? from these type of scenarios. So a better question, how do you protect your child from other children? So when they, when you, that's a drastic step, but if you pump them full of hormones or you're letting them wet a dress or however you want to go about it, um, or you're letting the, uh, letting the girl become a boy, maybe cutting the hair or whatever, they go to school and they have to face the other kids. How do you protect your uh, child from that type of harassment? Because you know it's going to come. Yeah, the bullying will come. Yeah, you can That's you can it. hope to avoid it. And even in a new, newer day and age where it's become a lot more acceptable, I feel like it's still it inevitable. Still yeah. yes. It's going to come around. So I'm curious on how how can you protect your child from that type of abuse and that type of um, harsh reactions because you can't always be there. Right, and that's, you know? that was the thing I was going to say is because you cannot physically sit in school with your child every day, mm-hmm. I think the way of protecting them is just by instilling an enormous amount of confidence in them. Mm-hmm. Just letting them know that no matter what anybody else says, this is who you are. And as mm-hmm. long as you believe that this is who you are, nothing anybody can say will deter you from this thought process. I think confidence is probably the number one way of protecting your child from bullies. So you, you I agree with that. Definitely build your child up to be comfortable with who they are. Right. Um, but when we're talking about a child, it's it's so, it's such a great area to me because it's like, how do you walk that thin line because you can become the influencer mm-hmm. so when you're when you're boosting that child's confidence and you tell them hey you feel like you're you feel like you're the opposite sex and you're not comfortable with the gender that you're with just be comfortable with you mm-hmm. okay so now they're comfortable with who they are at the age of six seven eight years old and now they're convinced that this is who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm just so I'm so lost because I feel like the a child's mind hasn't had enough time to develop on being sure who they are. Like I say, I didn't know who I was at eight or twelve years old. Even um, I was still trying to figure things out. So I was very impressionable. So my next, I guess, it leads into how do you know the child hasn't been influenced? So how do you know the child hasn't been influenced by media, friends, or social media, or what have you? Because they can, everything is, everything to me is influence. Um, people say, no, I'm not influenced. I don't, I don't buy into what they're selling. I'm not into that type of stuff. I'm my own person. But at the same time, you know what a McDonald's is. You know what a Walmart is. You know what Geico is. 
it's not because of the fact that you just knew this off the top of your mind. You just, you were influenced by these commercials. It's all subliminal and subconscious that it happens and you don't even know that it's happening. I do believe that you are influenced. Everybody mm-hmm. in this world is a product of their environment. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that. So the child is influenced one way or another, whether it's by social media, whether it's by the media itself, like the TV and film industry, whether it's by their peers or whether it's by their parents, they're influenced in one way or another. Um, I also read on Google that children will behave in the way that brings them the most reward. So as you know, it's very stereotypic that girls grow up all nice, soft, quiet, well-behaved. Boys on the other hand grow up really rough and tough and like to play and all that stuff. And typically boys will get in more trouble than girls because they roughhouse so much. So it's possible a, a male, a young boy could identify more as a female because acting like a female will get him in less trouble mm-hmm. because he can just sit and be well behaved and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So because they're behaving, because feet, little girls are less likely to get in trouble, it's possible that's why a young boy will want to identify more as a female. In all, in a lot of me scrolling on my news feed, a lot of me reading the news, I see more cases of young boys mm-hmm. identifying as young females versus young girls identifying as young males. So some boys can identify as female for a benefit. Yeah. So it can be value placed behind it. Mm-hmm. I've, n- I've never looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it makes sense. Yeah. It's a it's a extreme way to go about it. I yeah. I don't know if I'll put it's on a, a dress a to get some um, cake. Yeah, it's a double standard that females get in less trouble than males because of the way they act. But that's probably the only way the double standard is benefited towards a woman. It's now, see, I, I I think that it's viewed like that, but. Like I have, I have a little girl. She, to me, like her, her mother say that I'm the boys always do all this and get into so much trouble. But I'm like my little girl. She's so bad. It's <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. She's so bad. Um, do you but, think that you are harder on her though? Then because you, could, it could just be like because you are mm-hmm. a man. And now, she's a female that you are viewing her differently. So you think that she's, you think that she's behaving um, badly or differently because she's a female. You probably have an expectation of how females should act. That's true. Because I will, I'll get on her case over the littlest things. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want those to grow into bigger things. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think I look at my boys as uh, I did that when I was boys little. Boys will be boys. <laughs> Not yeah. so much boys will be boys, but mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but it's because I want I want my girl to be raised a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, where I feel like I, I probably am a little more lenient. I think my the roles were reversed, so I think I was a lot stricter on my girl growing up. And as she's getting older, I'm starting to relax. Mm-hmm. And my boys were complete opposite. Like, I was letting them do everything when they were little. Um, 
because I wanted to have all the fun with them. And now I'm like, wait, y'all just doing too much. Yeah. Y'all just yeah. doing way too much. Um, but I never looked at it as somebody would consider it a benefit or look at the benefit values of possibly being the opposite gender. Um, but kids are smart, I guess. Because yeah. <laughs> think about it. If you are raised, you got a brother and a sister growing up together. As a little boy, you see yourself always getting in trouble, but you see your sister always getting rewarded for simply playing with her dolls quietly or mm-hmm. just playing in makeup quietly to herself. You see her not ever getting in trouble for that, but because you are wanting to play wrestling, jumping off the bed and doing mm-hmm. breaking this and that, you're getting in trouble for it. You're like, oh, well, if I change my behavior to sitting down playing with dolls like my sister, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get in trouble. If I sit down and play in makeup, I'm not going to get in any trouble because I'm not breaking anything. So, I guess... <laughs> I'm I'm curious on does the boy playing with the dolls or the girl playing with the action figures does that mean anything is that a is that a sign like oh wait my little boy might be thinking he's a girl because he's playing with these Barbie dolls I think that's a very old school way of thinking I don't think <laughs> anything is wrong with that um, I personally think <clears throat> teaching or letting a boy play with babies. Um, like baby dolls is the way to teach to bring out his nurturing side i think it's perfectly okay for little boys to have a nurturing side mm-hmm. it lets them grow up a lot differently they'll be better off in relationships they'll be better husbands they'll be better fathers mm-hmm. personal opinion um as opposed to saying no you can't do that you can't play with dolls you can't have feelings you can't cry you can't mm-hmm. And they grow up with this hard exterior mm-hmm. because they've been told that they can't do this their mm-hmm. entire life. Now, I was told that I couldn't do that. Like, my mother, she, if I was playing with some Barbie dolls, she'd <laughs> go upside my head. Go, <laughs> we're going to stop this right now. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but, um, as I have as I had my boys, I was I was guilty of the same thing. I made sure to let them know, hey, that's the girls type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I put gender uh, labels on certain things, mm-hmm. um, which nowadays I'm thinking that that would be frowned upon. Um, yeah, it is. They, which I I, I get because you want to be accepting of whatever decision they may make. Um, but still, to me, it's a parent's job to define, um, to help define the child. Uh, so we have to show them what's right, what's wrong, mm-hmm. how to go about things, how to carry yourself. So like I, I show my little girl, she she's uh, what you might consider a tomboy. She likes to wear jeans and mm-hmm. have her hair pinned back and... Um, She's rough. She's mm-hmm. a real rough girl. Um, but I don't think there's any gender confusion there. I think she's just, she grew up with boys. You know? Yeah, she's the only girl amongst boys. And so mm-hmm. she's basically had to adapt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that's what I'm like. So if, if it was looked upon by somebody else it might look like maybe she's gender confused um maybe she thinks she's a boy but i'm like i feel like i feel pretty confident she don't think she's a boy she just 
like boy traits or something you know just like i think it's simply because she has brothers Mm -hmm. um however i grew up in a household where it was me my sister and my brother so because it was two girls and one boy in the house he in my opinion he didn't at all grow up with um and we were raised by just my mom. So he was literally the only boy or guy amongst a house full of women. Mm-hmm. So he didn't grow up with any like extreme femininity or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like he's very much, I am man and hear me roar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. He probably adapted that because he was the only male in the house. So he probably got like a protector role. I think you can go one way or another. You either turn extreme male extreme protector or you have more feminine traits and i've seen both sides i went to high school with men who were raised in female households mom sisters and aunts and they are they were very feminine men mm-hmm. um but then you have instances like my brother so i think it could go either way and i agree it can definitely go either way i've seen a lot of uh males that grew up a lot of uh around a lot of women they do become overprotective and that father figure mm-hmm. um, in the household. Um, but it definitely can go either way. And with that being said, it makes me wonder, does does the identity even matter as a child? Um, should, if the child comes up to me and say, hey, dad, um, I'm your son, but you know what? I'm feeling like a woman. Um, does that even matter? Should I just brush that off like, eh, it's just a kid thing. I ain't even going to look into this. This doesn't matter because you're just a child and you're going to grow up and we just go from there. Well, um, a part of my Google search, mm-hmm. um, I did read that kids go through phases all the time. So mm-hmm. it could just be a phase that the child is going through, whether that phase lasts like a day, mm-hmm. a month, a week or a year. Mm-hmm. It could just be a phase. But it also said that if this is something that is continuously happening over and over, then most likely it's not a phase. It is actually something that the child is really feeling. Mm -hmm. So but then it's like, at what point do you say, okay, this is real? Um, That's a good question. I I have no clue what point that is. I would figure like, okay, hey, dad, I'm 10 years old. I'm feeling like a woman. Hey, dad. I'm 12 years old, still feeling like a woman. At that point, it's probably not a phase. It's probably, yeah. So something I learned, um, when I was in college, I took a genetics class. I didn't finish the course, but I took it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the one thing I remember learning about that class is everybody knows, like, all fetuses are originally start out as female. I didn't know that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, that's a little fact. All fetuses... Have all, all fetuses are female. All fetuses. Yes. Everybody okay. starts off as female in mm-hmm. the womb. And then there is a specific point in time um, in the pregnancy process where there's a quote-unquote switch that occurs. And when that switch occurs, that's when the fetus will either stay female or turn male. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if... When that quote-unquote switch occurs if it occurs late Mm -hmm. and so you still come out male but because it flipped late the child could still come out having 
um, the brain development of a female. So you could physically be male, mm-hmm. but you could still have kind of like female um, thoughts in your head or something. And that's probably why a lot of this is happening. I, this is something, that's what I learned in my genetics class. It was taught to me by my professor. This was over 10 years ago. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure there's been a lot more development in that area since then. But that so. is something that I learned. So you're you're telling me that I was once a female. Yes, you were. Man, if y'all get the hell out of here. You can look that up on any site that you want to. But you started off as a female. And it's around the six to seven week um I think it's called a gestation period. I don't know. When you make that switch to becoming a male or staying female. Listen. I don't. <laughs> yes. I, like, I mean, if I you think about the anatomy of a male and female, it's all the same. We no, have, it's not. <laughs> no, we, I'm not going to get too technical on here, but we all have the same parts. Uh, if you, uh, if you get extremely medical and technical with it, we do. <laughs> I don't. I don't, hey, I don't know what type of size you're looking at, man, but. I, I don't know. I didn't know nothing about this, and I might have to double check behind this because I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Okay, uh, well, but that's just that was my one takeaway before I dropped the class because it was too hard. Okay, but that's the one yeah, thing. it'd be too hard for me too. Like, what? What do you say? I'm a I'm a woman. <laughs> we are women. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever you say, <laughs> professor. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's back on topic. So let's say he he did come out with those thoughts. Um, it seems like I'm I'm quickly going to the male's perspective. Maybe it's just for me. Well, you are a male, so, so yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm worried about my boys because mm-hmm. I don't want them to say, "Hey, Dad, I was born a woman." <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, according to us, we we all <laughs> were. <laughs> <laughs> You got two mummies, but um, I'm I'm curious because I'm like, let's say that he did come out and say, "Hey, I want to be this woman, or I want to be this man, or however it go." Mm-hmm. How, as a parent, do you accept your child if you don't agree with their gender identity, or if they don't agree with their gender identity? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm not a parent, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. For, I can only ever speak from hypothetical, mm-hmm. um, you know, circumstances. But I would like to believe that if I did have a kid and that did happen, you're supposed to love your child unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Gender is a condition, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to love them unconditionally. So... If your child is coming up to you saying, I identify as a female, then it is up to you at that point to either, you can literally make or break their life at that point. Mm -hmm. You can either start this journey with them and support them and they can come out to being the happiest version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Or you can condemn them, damn them, tell them they're wrong, shut them in their room and shove testosterone down their throat Mm -hmm. and they could come out suicidal or... Mm -hmm just be so angry at the world and turn into this terrible person and that all comes from how you choose to react to what they tell you so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to play devil's advocate here 
And because I know, like I say, I always bring up my mother who's very old school. And I know a lot of people that stick with old school traditions. Me personally, um, even if my boys came up to me and had had gender questions and they were um, unsure about what they wanted to be. Um, I'm like, look, you're my kid. Whatever you want to be is fine with me. So I'm okay with that. But I also understand the standpoints from older people or even people nowadays that might just, you might have a lot of uh, people, religion, religion is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're strictly, hey, this is what it says in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You need to go by this. A man's supposed to love a woman, mm-hmm. such and such. Um, so growing up in that type of household can become very hostile, especially if you, um, don't agree with your gender Mm -hmm. and because you're going against somebody's belief. And just like how you say they can be conditioned. These people have been conditioned their entire life to believe that a man's supposed to love a woman. Yes. Um, So I don't fault them for that I actually had this conversation with my not this specific conversation but something very similar to this with my mom and my sister a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about something um I think it was about like a tattoo or something my sister wanted to get and mm-hmm. my mom had like a very distinct point, uh, mindset about it and I told my sister I was like well you can't really be upset with mom about her viewpoint because this is how she was raised this is all she's known her whole life was right is right wrong is wrong like that's it there's no gray area so with the older generation we can't always be so quick to get upset with them for saying no it's adam and eve not adam and steve or you know Mm -hmm. that saying that people keep doing Mm -hmm. but also as the older generation they have to learn to have an open mind which is something i don't think they ever really had but again, that's part of their upbringing. That's how they were raised. So we we speak about the older generation and their takes on it, which is understandable because they grew up a certain way. Um, now, me, I would not consider myself the older generation, but I have a lot of similar views on uh, beliefs because I was brought up by somebody that grew up in that age. And... But my take on things is a lot different. So you'll still have some younger people who don't agree with, hey, mm-hmm. my my child should be the identity they were born with. They were born with a penis. That's a guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's a male. <clears throat> Listen, you're a boy. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Um and that that's such such a hard thing to understand how do you fully accept your child if you're in that man state i think i think you might have to you might even have to reach out to like counseling yeah Um, i think counseling is going to be a huge factor because it is so hard to fully understand somebody else's opinion Mm -hmm. um especially if you're raised a certain type of way you Mm -hmm. it's it's always harder to see the other view um so, yeah, I would definitely say you'll probably have to go into counseling, do some research and fully understand um, how your child is feeling. And once you become understanding that this this may be your child, it's not you. It's a part of you. It's a big part of you, but it's not you. Um, your child's going to make different decisions. It's going to do different things. 
whether it's male, female, or even genderless. I hear genderless being a big thing now. Now it's just people. That? People are just no gender. Just <laughs> I, I, like, I, are you male, female? No, people. just no. <laughs> okay, just, just no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm, I don't want to make fun. It, it's, it's it's so unique to me. It's so foreign to me, rather. It's foreign to me, too. Because mm-hmm. what you're saying about people being people, I think that's the people that are identifying as they, what is it, they, them, we. I've heard that. Whether so, just, yeah. me personally, growing up the way I grew up, that one thing is something I can't wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. And it just comes from a grammatical standpoint, a grammar, the point standpoint of grammar. Mm-hmm. I took grammar in elementary school. Uh-huh. I was taught they, them, we. That is a plural form. Uh-huh. So the only thing I cannot understand is how one person identifies as a they. Because okay. I have been taught that that means plural people. That's a group of people, mm-hmm. not one person. So that's the only part of this that I cannot wrap. And that's because of my upbringing and mm-hmm. how I was raised. So now, that's see- the one thing I don't understand. I refer to myself as us a lot of times. <laughs> like you're, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah, you come meet up with us, and it's just me. It's just, you. It's just me. <laughs> the people when they get there, they confuse. <laughs> I, I, I thought this was a party. <laughs> no, nah, it's just us. Just, just me. Just uh, us. I'm right here. <laughs> we all here. We right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, because I just, I just I just do it. I don't know, maybe because I grew up off the rock and wrestling and talking to myself as the third person. But mm-hmm. that's regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that people people can get hung up on labels. Um, I've been guilty of this myself um, of placing a label on everything because you got to identify. Um, you need to know who's who, what's what and so forth so you can easily get caught up on labels and make it make it to where your child can feel like they don't fit in that box you want them to sit in mm-hmm. um, and to avoid that you don't want to isolate the child and you don't want to make the child feel like the way they feeling is wrong so I think at the end of the day the parents just have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's it. Um, because it's going to be a very, very rocky road um, that you're going to go down, especially if you have different views with your child. It's not just a gender thing um, because your child's going to do stuff that you just don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Um and once you get over that fact, I think that whether it's gender or decisions, it becomes easier to accept and makes you and your child's relationship a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can move past just whether or not your child is stuck on a gender and you can love that child for whoever, him, she, they, us, <laughs> who, <laughs> whoever that child wants to be. Right. Um and just love them unconditionally. Um, 
With that being said, I think we're going to wrap this on up. I've been your host, Nick B. This has been your lovely co-host, Miss... SL. We changed it up for you. Miss <laughs> SL. Miss <I> <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. SL now. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another great episode of My Cam Podcast. I thank you for listening, and I'd like to end it with, Hello, world. We need to talk.